0: Welcome to the TNL Talks Podcast. I'm Chris Galloway, Director of Secondary Learning, Advanced Academics, and Assessments for Floresville ISD.
1: And I'm Irma Guerra, Director of Elementary Learning and Federal Programs here in Floresville ISD.
0: Welcome to Episode 7. This week we'll be focusing on gifted and talented services, the new state plan, new things going on around the state and within Floresville ISD.
1: We're really excited to be able to interview Ms. Vicki Root, an Elar and theater arts teacher at Fullersville Middle School as well as uh, Rolando Rubalcaba from ESC Region 20.
0: I'm excited about this week because I'm extremely passionate about gifted and talented and the things that are going on in our state and within our district.
1: Didn't you write an article about GT services recently?
0: I did. Actually, I it was just recently published last February in Teaching for High Potential magazine, which is part of the National Association of Gifted and Talented their magazine. It was on secondary services for Gifted and Talented because historically at the secondary level the Gifted and Talented services are typically only offered in advanced courses, but we tried something in my former district that was innovative and we kind of took it to the next level, so that article was in that magazine, so I was really excited about awesome. that. Awesome,
1: congratulations!
0: Thank you. Let's get to our first interview this week.
1: So we are here with Mrs. Vicki Root, who is an 8th grade ELAR teacher and also a theater arts teacher. We're excited to be interviewing today uh, about GT in specific. One of the things that we wanted to ask you was about your experience with obtaining your GT hours. I really didn't have any reason, but just out of curiosity more than anything,
2: the first thing I did was I signed up for the first three days in the spring. I'm a real face-to-face kind of gal, so Mm -hmm. I went to the classes at Region 20 on Saturdays and then was very interested in GT once I got the first three classes done and decided to go ahead and... You know, fulfill the whole 30 hours with days four and five in the summer.
0: That's great. What has attending those 30 hours done with impacting your teaching?
2: I've been teaching for a really long time. When I first started in Floresville uh, 1991 to 2001, I taught pre-AP English at the high school. And one of the things that I always was curious about with my pre-AP students was why were some of them so crazy about doing it their way? And, and why were some of the smartest kids ones who always got into trouble? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of that kind of came back to me as soon as I started taking these GT classes. There's not just smart kids and motivated kids and things like that. There are kids who are just unique in the way they find information, the way that they come to the conclusion. They just do it a little differently.
1: That was the thing that was most interesting for me. And you shared with us uh, at the PLC conference, actually, a little bit about one of your uh, students that was impacted by your teaching and your methodology. How did it impact your teaching? And then, you know, tell us about that particular student. The first
2: couple of classes were about just the nature and needs of GT students, how, like I said, how they're different sometimes, and then also identifying them. You know, they have to be identified Mm -hmm correctly not just my guessing after the first class the instructor had kind of challenged us for the next week because we were doing it every week for three weeks she challenged us to go back and look at some of the students that we maybe just didn't get Mm -hmm. and treat them as if they were GT and I had one particular student that I knew immediately who it would be Mm -hmm. this particular student was both in my ELAR and my theater arts classes she was frequently agitated by other students misbehavior she was I thought well this is a teacher in the making for sure (laughs) Um, But she was very she was had a very high vocabulary but she also had tendencies to to be easily distracted and so I was just thinking I'm gonna treat her as if she's GT and whether I know is she is or not Mm -hmm. and so I just started treating her differently, letting her come to her own conclusions, giving instead of giving step-by-step instructions, I would say this is what the project will look like at the end. This is what I'm hoping for from all of my students. However you get there is okay with me. If you want to check in with me, I gave her some free reign and didn't necessarily do the step-by-step with her and let her really kind of just pursue it on her own and she had a full right to come and check in with me anytime she wanted and we we enjoyed each other more (laughs) when I started looking at her in a different light I think she actually became Mm -hmm. that person what I decided was to do with that information in my head was to start really projecting that on all of my students Mm -hmm. I think all of my students deserve to be treated as if, because you never know how many aren't identified, That's right. and parents don't ask for testing or teachers don't recognize it or whatever. They ca- they maybe they're very shy, mm-hmm. uh, so it was a really a, an aha moment for me. Just really grateful for that.
0: It sounds like good differentiation in the classroom. And went through the training, you received a lot of the characteristics. A lot of teachers have never received that training and so they don't know the natures and needs piece and they don't know the characteristics so there are several students who may be quote-unquote underachieving in the classroom or quote-unquote getting referrals but that is because they're not being challenged or because we're not meeting their social-emotional needs in the classroom. So I think it's really great that you identified that and and that really worked out for you. The next question is, is could you discuss with us the the differences between your GT students in your English class and your GT students in your theater class? Do you see a difference?
2: I have RTI classes uh, primarily Mm -hmm. in my ELAR classes, Mm -hmm. but even, I really believe with all my heart that in uh, classes that are designated for intervention. Mm-hmm. That there are students who have aspects of GT mm-hmm. or giftedness, mm-hmm. and and so what I've been doing is trying to give students more freedom of choice. I may, you know, I may say, Irma, you have to read, but I'm going to give you the choice of reading today from a magazine or from a newspaper. Mm-hmm. I had a student tell me in my in my pause intervention just. 30 minutes ago I asked them do you like to read do you like to go to the library check out a book and take it home and read it and I had one student say it depends on what I'm reading. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just think that we at every level need to realize that they may not show up as a GT student in English mm-hmm. but maybe they're gifted in math. Sure. They uh, or For the example that I used with the young lady in my uh, theater class and ELAR class, I recognized the giftedness because of her high level of vocabulary, Uh because she did not. She had a much higher level of vocabulary than most of my middle school students. When I gave her the freedom to show her creativity, she was one of those that was gifted in the area of the creativity Uh and the arts, and she was constantly drawing and constantly giving me papers with pictures on them. And that was her
1: area of giftedness. I really believe that. Think about us as adults. You know, we are all, I believe, gifted in a certain area, or mm-hmm. we have strengths or exhibit strengths in a certain area versus maybe others you may not. It's, it's really the same way with kids, and it's wonderful that you recognize that. Mm-hmm. And recognize that really and truly every child has some strength Mm -hmm. and it's a matter of really just getting to know that student and find it. You
0: you identified one of the biggest misconceptions with GT is that if they're identified as GT then they have to be performing high academically in all core areas Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily true. There are many GT students who have disabilities with reading, dyslexia, things like Mm -hmm. that. So that may affect them in English, but in math they may do just fine. There are some districts, and our district isn't quite there yet, but that identify giftedness in leadership, arts, Mm -hmm. band, and things like that musically. So there are different forms of giftedness but those same students still have the same social emotional needs that your kids that are gifted in math have so it's super important to to realize that and i'm glad that you you identified that that's really great next question we have is there anything you want to talk about regarding gt whether in your classroom in the district the experiences anything you want to add to the podcast
2: sure uh, the one thing that i'm going to piggyback on what you just said because. It brought me to tears. Uh, America's Got Talent this past yes. year, mm-hmm. when an autistic blind young man was so gifted in music that he won mm-hmm. the whole, you know, the whole contest. Mm-hmm. I really believe that we need to take a better look at students and i would love to see our district grow in the area of leadership and arts yes because because of my interest in the mm-hmm. theater sure. Um, i am not i'm one who cannot draw stick figure bob very well sure but i can create costumes like you would not yeah. believe mm-hmm. all do
1: have i think we do have areas of giftedness all of us mm-hmm. awesome
0: well we appreciate your time
1: thank you so much for joining us thank it was you. fun
0: We're here with Rolando Rubicaba from Region 20. Thanks for joining us, Rolando. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Can you tell the listeners your position at Region 20 and how you support districts? Yeah, so
3: my role at the service center, I'm a consultant for advanced academics, so I usually work traditionally in the area of gifted and talented programming and also in service design. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you.
1: Knowing that Floresville ISD is a member of the GT cooperative at Region 20, what are some of the benefits for being a member of that cooperative?
3: Well, one of the things to understand in, in the Region 20 area, we do have a great mosaic of culture, and there's a lot of differences that are out there in, in the entire state. So, one of the benefits of the cooperative is that Floresville gets to work with other districts in the area, trying to figure out like what are the best ways and what are the best models that are working, and get them talented. I think another one of the areas that's really good is that the teachers get to hand select their professional learning. And that's important, right, because you might have teachers that have various interests and with the cooperative they can hand pick any session they want at the service center at no cost. And we do have opportunities for parents. Uh, parents are able to go to uh, parent GT sessions that we offer and we do have various student uh, offerings as well, at conferences, whatnot.
1: Yeah, talk about the GT conference that you usually hold uh, their Region 20.
3: So we have, we have two, and, and the, the GT conference consists of a parent symposium uh, where we invite parents to come in. This last year we had the state uh, director for Gifted and Talented, Monica Brewer, and she was talking to the parents about the changes in policy. Another thing that we did with the students, with the middle school students, they got to hand select their sessions, which is pretty awesome because the kids got to choose uh, sessions that are in, in music, the arts, it was, it was really interesting.
1: And you even had some bilingual sessions, right?
3: We did. We had some That's bilingual awesome. sessions and, and it's important. Kids should have to check their identity at the door to, to make an A. We're gifted and Talented, we really try our best to get the students' unique individuality, bring it into sessions. The other one, the most recent one we had, was a kinder through second conference. It was really cool because we got to partner up with the Woody Museum, San Antonio Museum oh, wow. of Art. Yeah, no, it was really interesting. And the kids came out with these great works of art, you know, things I couldn't have done at any age. And these are kindergartners, you know. Mm-hmm. so. I think that's one of the things that happens with these conferences is you get to see the brilliance of the kids. For sure. One of the
0: things that came up with our interview with Ms. Root was that there are several kids who may be gifted in the artistic areas versus mm-hmm. in the core areas, and there always isn't a platform for them to showcase that.
3: Oh, absolutely. And they're able to do that in multiple ways. You know, when we talk about the arts, many times people just focus on music, drawing, but the reality is, is that you can embed the arts into anything. You can embed it into math, to science. And so having the students acknowledge their strengths and using it in a positive way is definitely important.
0: That's awesome. Well, one of the things we've been talking about is improving our services here in Floresville ISD. And so last year, you assisted Floresville ISD and the GT committee with working on the education plan. How important was that work to you?
3: Oh, man, it was was amazing. You know, I, I get to work with many districts in this capacity where they're trying to find ways to improve their service design. And it's done in different ways, but one of the things that I really appreciated that you guys did was... You brought in people from multiple departments together. You had people that were, you know, GT was their expertise. Mm-hmm. You had people that were, knew enough about GT to be dangerous, but they were all contributing in, ver- in various ways. You even got to eat them out to show up, and that was actually a positive. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Thanks, so well, I, I, well, I've known both of you for a long time, yeah. so and, and I'm just joking even while you do a lot of
0: positive
1: things <laughs> for the district. Thank you. That's okay. <laughs> so
0: with the, the changes, we were trying to align ourselves to the new state plan. How important was it to get a head start on that before the state plan was even approved? Oh, It was
3: definitely important because all these changes are going to impact the way districts are funded. Uh, it's also going to impact actual service design. And even in, for those of you who know more about this, even PAMS coding, mm-hmm. the state's going to be really specific as to what has to happen. So uh, being ahead of the game will help because when the changes do take full effect and the six-year plan of certification is finalized, I think that you guys are gonna be you know, on board to be a high-performing district in that area. I really like how you modified, and I know, Chris, you were modifying the plan a lot as, as the plan was going on, and getting mm-hmm. feedback from the committee. I mean that's kudos to you and your team because uh, that's that's definitely going to help you in the long run.
1: I will say that Chris was definitely instrumental in that and also getting the committee together as well as the parents that showed up to our committee meeting which was really nice. Chris is also participating In the...
0: The Commissioner's Advisory Committee, as well as Rolando. Rolando actually is the one who nominated me for that, so...
1: Oh, wonderful. Yeah, it's
3: it's good to have that Region 20 representation, uh, Mm -hmm. because as you saw, Chris and I were the only ones from the the region that were there. It's just good to have a voice, and Floresville is going to have a leading voice in new state changes. That's good. One of
0: the things I'm excited about the new state plan is that I feel like that GT in the past has always been that that forgotten program because thought is, and and this is a myth, that the GT kids will be just fine without mm-hmm. the support. I feel like the new state plan will help with that support. You were part of that implementation, that new state plan. What is it that we need to do as a district to implement that, and what do you think it means in terms of GT for the district, the state, as a whole as for GT services?
3: As you guys saw in school reform with HB3, I mean, the state really is looking now at GT truly being a service. It's, a, it's, it's separated from advanced academics which i think is its definitely something that districts have to understand because this truly the conversation now is not that you're in a program but that you're, you're being provided services, you know, and, and I think That's you, a shift,
1: that's you, a, a shift in mindset.
3: Oh, absolutely, and and I, and I think you guys are ahead of the game in this because as as having conversations with teachers, I hear more of that, you know, and what you were asking earlier about the cooperative, one of the things that happens is I get to, you know, form better relationships with the educators. I remember I was having a kind of a bad day one day and, and uh, it was a session that was happening in the summer and uh, one of your teachers, uh, Kirsten Ernst from Floresville North, just came up to me, asked me how my day was going, and it was it was pretty awesome, it just shows that relationships you guys have here at the district but going back to the the state plan you know one of the things that we really got to understand is that when we look at service design and policy you know what are we offering for our kids that's different i think that you've already started those crucial conversations with the high schools the middle schools and, and truly asking if you are in a class you know what are you doing differently for this child to achieve more
0: yeah, and I think that's important because for years, Floresville run on that pullout model, but when you look at the true definition of pullout, we're not surplanting the four core in that pullout. It's more of an extension to what's going on in the classroom, but it's important to provide the support with first instruction on that four core.
3: Absolutely, and that's, in, that's inherent in the state plan, right? And, and in fact, there's a new area in the state plan that says that the core curriculum needs to be modified and adjusted for gifted and talented students. And uh, it goes outside of the pullout, right? Kids are not a GT just a portion of the day, you know? Right. So, how are we addressing the needs of our kids, not only academic needs, but affective needs?
0: For our listeners, our parents and our teachers alike, one of the things that might stand out to them is that the state plan is a lot of change but it's going to take time to get to that change so what is it the steps for the districts as they work towards implementing those new things incorporating a state plan because parents are going to say well we should have this now but teachers are probably saying How are we gonna implement this right away? So what are some advice for both of those areas? Definitely
3: a concern, right? We wanna ensure that this is not becoming just a compliance piece, you know? So we have this vision of where we wanna see the district, right, and ultimately leveraging the strengths that you have. And I think it's important for the district to have a long-range plan where they look at what are we currently offering and how can it evolve with the state plan? One of the things that I can suggest to the parents uh, out there is that if you, and the teachers as well, is if we truly are looking at this being a service model, you know, start having those conversations as to what the kids do well, like what's not, what's not offered on the table when it comes to curriculum and how to bring that in so that students can, can be themselves in the class. And so it's a process, uh, but it's definitely one that's a collaboration between the district and
0: the community. Well, I think going in the right direction as far as UT, and I'm really excited to see where it takes us.
1: Me too. I think even the teachers going to Region 20 to get their 30 hours has really assisted a lot in being able to service the students in... A more productive way within the classroom.
0: I agree. So, Rolando, is there anything else you want to add to our discussion?
3: Yeah, I was, I was going to say with the idea of the teachers going to the service center, and one of the things that I appreciate is they get to hand select. So if you have teachers that are interested in the arts, they can take an art session. If they're interested in math, take a math session. And I think that's truly going to have a better impact on the students in the classroom. But overall, I'm very excited about the changes that are happening in Floresville. You guys are an excellent team, and, and I'm
0: just I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it.
1: Thank you. We enjoy having you.
0: Thank you for your time. Appreciate it.
1: were two excellent interviews with Miss Root and with Rolando. What do you think, Chris?
0: I think that the information they provided shows us that gifted and talented across the state is moving in a positive direction. I feel like that Floresville ISD, based on the interview with both of our, our guests this week, shows us that Floresville ISD is definitely headed in the right direction, that we're working extremely hard to support our gifted and talented students, families, and staff. I think that it was great information for uh, the community and for the teachers and administrators in Floresville ISD
1: Yeah definitely we got to hear two different perspectives one from the service center and then of course from our very own teacher here in the district. That just offers a lot of information for parents and teachers, like you said.
0: This is one special program that we offer here in Floresville ISD. There's many different special programs that we will highlight throughout the year, but if there's anything in particular that our listeners would like to have us highlight or would like to hear more about, please make sure you email us. You can email me at cgalloway at fisd.us.
1: or i.guerra@fisd.us. at fisd.us.
0: Alright, episode 7 is in the books. Until next time, bye. bye!